you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Alright, and welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Afis, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to break down SmackDown Live. The last SmackDown Live on USA, if I'm not mistaken, right? Because this that Friday, correct. that's the last one. That what that what is Tom Phillips said. That's well, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Todd, good old Todd, good old Todd. Oh man, Tom Phillips, Tom Phillips. So yeah, this was it, man. This was the last one, uh, the last Tuesday night. They're moving to Fridays on Fox here uh, next week. So yeah, this was an interesting uh, last show for them. They kicked things off. Let's just go right into it with how they started things off. Uh, Eric Rowan. Uh, came down to the ring and spoke about um, just just what he had been doing. Uh, he made mention of like Mike makes right, and you know he's just like uh, reveling in in the the artistry of his uh, his violence and yeah. stuff. basically just just kind of showing or trying to, to sell his violence as his way of of doing art. So I thought that was kind of a like a, he's not a follower. I'm a leader. He's a leader. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was interesting. Oh, great to hear Eric Rowan on the mic and to continue to speak and, and let his character kind of shine through. Um, really enjoying him and his work. Uh, the crowd was giving him the business. He's definitely got heel heat uh, starting to grow. So I like that a lot. And then uh, Daniel Bryan came out, you know, and and yeah. Daniel Bryan basically was 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 done listening to him and and challenged him and said, you want to you want prove something, prove something to me right now and fight me, fight me right now. And Eric Rowan was like, you want me to fight? All right, let me take off this vest and we can go right now. And there was a referee that showed up in the ring and they were ready to go. And Eric Rowan took the fight right to Daniel Bryan, um, just kind of using his size and, and weight advantage to kind of just overpower Daniel. But this was a very interesting matchup because it was kind of the just return of face Daniel Bryan and so many like, little nuggets where he didn't do the yes chat at all, but you could see him here and there kind of motioning almost to the crowd to give him strength to kind of, you know, find the strength to over, overcome what, what, what Eric Rowan was doing to him. And I'm like, okay, that's a little subtle, but he's, he's like, you know, doing the whole, like when someone is in a submission and they're wanting the crowd to like help him out. He, I don't know if it was like a slip of his character and he just kind of was doing it instinctively, but I saw him kind of motioning with his hand, like, you know, like, give me the strength. And I'm like, oh, wait, okay. So I'm a big fan of Daniel Bryan as a face. So I was excited by this. Um, as the match went on, uh, Daniel was, was starting to build up momentum. He did the yes kicks. Again, did not motion the crowd, but he did the yes kicks. And the crowd was was loving it. And they were chanting yes with every kick. So I love that. That was a cool moment. Um you know, but in the end, Luke Harper ended up showing up um, and distracted Daniel Bryan a little bit. And then there was just this ugly spot that happened where Eric Rowan grabbed Daniel Bryan by the head 
and then he was going to do the Iron Claw choke slam from the so Daniel Bryan's on the outside of the ring um, at the on the apron, yep. and Eric Rowan's on the inside of the ring. He grabs his head and tries to do the Iron Claw, but Bryan's leg got hooked up in the ropes, like it got tied up, and so when he went to choke slam him. His ankle was caught in those ropes and kind of just turned the, the wrong way. And I was nervous because I'm like, ooh, what if Daniel's hurt on this? It just did not look right. And even the angle that his his body hit, it was pretty close to him almost getting dropped on his neck. Yeah. So scary spot for sure for him. Um, you could even hear through the broadcast Daniel saying, get me out, get me out, ref, get me out, to get his leg untied. And right away to Eric Rowan, was trying to get Daniel. He was Bryan trying to get it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you knew that was a botch right there. Like yeah. it didn't look natural at that all. That was not supposed to happen. Now you could sell it as well. Eric Rowan just wanted to continue pummeling him, so he didn't. He didn't want him to get. He wanted to get his leg out of the rope so he could finish him or pin him. Right. Yeah. And for the for Daniel saying, "Get me out, ref." It's like, well, his leg is tied up, so you know the referee would be the only person on his side right there that could help him get his leg out from being tied up in this way. So it made sense also, too, within their characters. But I read it as this was, you know, a, a botch spot that Daniel was kind of like, you know, get my leg out because I don't I, my my leg, my ankle is twisted up in the wrong way. Um, but it worked for the story as well. So it was what it was. They got his leg out. Uh, Eric Rowan picked him up and did the Iron Claw again to him and got the uh, one, two, three. So he beat Daniel Bryan. Um the beatdown was going to continue, but Roman Reigns came out to try to make the save, um, and he did, for the most part, make the save to for Daniel Bryan. They, they and Daniel Bryan got up a- afterwards to did uh, his running knee uh, finishing move. Uh, Ro- Roman Reigns did the spear um, at the end too. It got both of the Bludgeon Brothers, or the team formerly known as the Bludgeon Brothers, uh, out of the ring. And then uh, Roman Reigns, you know, he was like, "Are you all right? You all right? You, you okay?" And then he offered him his hand. Daniel Bryan smacked his hand away, you know, just to because he still has not gotten that apology, which we are on day four of Daniel Bryan still not receiving that apology from Roman Reigns, which we will. You said we was going to count the days. We are counting the days. We're going to keep it going since September 3rd when we found out that it was not Daniel Bryan. We've still not gotten that apology that Samoa Joe got. So Daniel Bryan is on an apology. Roman Reigns, day 24. Where is the apology? We, we, we need it. We want it. Daniel Bryan deserves it. So moving on, um, Daniel Bryan, um, after he smacked Roman's hand away, he got a mic and he's like, all I want is a one-word answer. Do you want to see myself and the big dog finally show these disrespectful, you know, you know what's, you know, uh, just, just take them on in a match or something? And the crowd chanted, yes, yes, yes. So and without Daniel doing the yes chance, you know, he was kind of like hyping up the crowd uh, again, kind of breaking the heel character and just kind of like, you know, trying to get the crowd hyped up a little bit. So my question to you is it, it essentially it seems like Daniel Bryan now is a face. Are you still in the mindset that he is the mastermind behind all of this still? And this is just hey, a word? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God, bro! You just broke it down. If people, if if they're not seeing it, reading it between the cracks, bro, he is a master, master genius. Just watch. Mark my words, bro. He is turning on Roman Reigns at, at Hell in a Cell. He yeah. is doing it because, like before, he said he had killed the yes chance. He did not do the yes chance. People saying yes. He did not put his 
is his arms in the air? Did he? Mm-hmm. Did no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he did not do it because he said the yes chant is dead. And then it's kind of weird how, you know, Roman Reigns, so, so to speak, extent of Olive Branch. He kind of slapped his hand away and imme- immediately and said, hey, do you guys want to see me and Roman Reigns do a tag team against, you know, uh, you know, I guess the former Bludgeon Brothers. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, yes, yes. That is his master plan. Come on, remember in the in the story earlier, we he had that. He, I guess he was just on his losing streak, and he said, "I know what I have to do now. This is it <laughs> to get Roman Reigns to trust him." Man, all I'm thinking right now is I hope they do this so Devin isn't disappointed because if they don't, Bro, man, this is going to be really I disappointing. See. <laughs> I see this all over. This is the perfect oh. setup. This is so Daniel Bryan. I he want you wants to smoke. He needs the smoke. <laughs> I, I want you to be right because I think that story will be so interesting. But I'm starting to think that you're not. I'm starting to think oh, that it's not going to happen. Man. I really am starting because too much is going on now, man. Okay, like well, this, what, this, this is the swerve, though. Maybe other people don't see it. This could be it. This could be the payoff yeah. for me. And I see, I, I I see the swerve, and I think it would it makes a whole lot of sense the way they would do. It. Now, the only thing that where I feel like maybe it's getting pushed too far to where you're like, really, all of that was a work is just the damage that Daniel Bryan is getting done to him by Eric Rowan. Like they just had a match, and Eric Rowan just gave him the business. Like are you telling me I mean, that he he said in the beginning of that promo, he's like, go ahead and show me, show me that you can beat me, and then he's then he say that. He'll respect him or something like that for him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is some I'm just saying, stuff bro. that he's doing it, man, which I'm is pretty just... cool. Like, if it, if it happens, you know, like he's willing to put his body on the line in this way, damn near get his ankle snapped in half, get an iron claw choke slam through tables bro. multiple times. I guarantee that's beat up in two and ones. Like, it, it's a lot. It's a lot that he's yeah. taking. I, and I think that's the swerve right there. That wow. is the swerve. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I think we I think there's a point to where it becomes too much and it's like it's hard to 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 cover it and say, well, you know, we were working together even though he was he was beating my ass this whole time, like he was doing it under my orders. But, you know, it, it, it would put a sadistic spin on Daniel Bryan that, you know, would be pretty cool for his character. It'd be something different and something we hadn't seen in WWE before where it got that far. The closest thing, what I keep from thinking of is Vince McMahon as the the, <laughs> the one or whatever it was called with head the corporate, of, ministry. Uh, corporate ministry, man. Yeah, they, he, was the they, dude, he was the dude in charge. It, it was a great swerve, though. It was, it was, and and basically the the shocker was that they they had kidnapped Stephanie and were had tortured her, and then for it to have been her father that was behind it all, it was me. I was like, wow, you know, like really, you did the even the parts with Stephanie, you were, it was still you, mm-hmm. like man, that was crazy. Um, I, I don't know. And I don't remember if Vince McMahon got attacked by the corporate ministry at the time or choke slammed or anything like that. Like, I can't remember if those uh, details about it, but yeah, I'm still, yeah, I'm hazy about that. That was so many years ago, bro. Yeah. But you know, this would be that that's the closest thing I could think of to where someone went to great lengths, uh, to, to, you know, kind of make it seem like it wasn't them 
And then, you know, we found out it was. So, yeah, we'll see, man. Again, I love it. I, I would love that swerve. I think that would be a great story. And, man, Daniel Bryan would look insane to, to say, yeah, I was willing to do all of that, sacrifice my body because this was what I had to do. Yeah, I knew what I had to do. And this I'm, was it. I'm just saying something about this story seems off to me, and that is it. Like, Daniel yeah. Bryan is shining. Like, I'm just seeing the cracks. Like, <laughs> I remember you said he killed the yes chant. He is not doing yes. If you said no. he's a face, he should be back to be doing yes chants, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. 100%. Because he was – and he was trying to – he was hyping up the crowd, but he wasn't doing the yes chants, and he asked he for – there's there's something there's something going on, but again, <laughs> it could just be they're just slowly turning him face, and then next oh, week, man. you know, on on the premiere, he's saving the yes chant for the premiere. But even then, even about if he to, does, we are about to see a great rivalry between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. All right, all, all right, because right, he's about I'm to do a great swerve. I'm rooting for that. I'm rooting for that. I, I would, you the know, swerve what? 2019. Here we go. See, here's the thing for me. It's a win-win. I can't lose either way because I love face Daniel Bryan. And this storyline, if you're right on the way it is, man, that'd be a great story. So I, I'm okay either way. But I feel like for you, there would be a great disappointment. If it would. I'm not, even lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to front. It would because, yeah. like, like, man, I'm kind of just following this story. I feel like I'm reading this book right, right now very well. I'm just comprehending this story very well. Like, I'm not missing the beat. And that's what I see right now. Like, yeah. Daniel Bryan. I remember, like, I know that you said before sometimes WWE like to get away from storylines, and he cut a deal to have control over his character. So he controls his character, not the writer. So remember that. Okay. So he can make himself and say, like, I'm going to swerve the audience. I'm going to get so much heat on me. I'm going to be, I'm still going to be the heel. I'm going to trust, I'm going to have the people trust me. All right. Yeah. That's what he's doing. And this is going to work for Roman Reigns, man. All right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> WWE, I hope uh, you guys, please make my friend Devin happy with this. I know, just, man. Just give him what he wants, man. And I would enjoy this too. Like, it, it's it's a great storyline just to do it that way, to have the heel heat on Daniel Bryan for, you know, the way he was saying, I hate liars, I hate liars. And then for him to have been lying the whole time, dude, yeah, there, there's there's something to that that would just be like, wow. Like, we, <laughs> we just, like the, the, the Angelo Dawkins, like, wow. Like, that's what yeah. I would Yes, that response right there. Cause that he, dude, <laughs> yes, because Daniel Bryan, trust me, he wants all the smoke. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right, let's move on. Uh, Kofi Kingston, uh, interview with your favorite announcer, Michael Cole. Why don't you talk about <laughs> Oh, bro. <laughs> get, get used to it because Michael Cole's on SmackDown. Oh, man, you know what? I'm not even going to – I want to address something. Okay. I want to ask you a question. I'm going to shoot, yeah. shoot it right back to you because yeah. I need to – we need to break this down. Okay. How do you feel about Kofi's run? Do I see some people throwing some shade on this. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I no, saw. And I'm I, not feeling that, bro. I'm going to keep it real. I'm really not feeling that. I got to well, keep he, it real. So I think I, you saw what I saw, which was there was somebody who had posted like a picture of a bunch of different champions – and it was like a thank you all for being great, not you, uh, SmackDown champion. And Kofi had the not you on 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 over his face. So basically saying they were like all these other people. And it was a list like it was AJ Styles and Randy Orton and other people, even Jinder Mahal, you know, all these guys. They were thanking all of them. But then uh, Kofi in the middle, they were saying not him. Um, that's BS. That's BS. In my opinion. Yep. 
That's BS. Kofi's been a great champion. Kofi Mania, the way it started off, you know, with him and Daniel Bryan and their matchup at WrestleMania was, I mean, you could argue that was the best match of that WrestleMania. It was. It you was. Know? It was a match of the night. I, 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 remember, look, I remember as we said it, it was match yeah, of the night. That was, it, was, it was match of the night. One thousand percent. Becky winning the title was awesome. It was a little bit of a botched ending overall, and the match didn't really live up to the hype, to be honest. But I did enjoy it for the moment that it was. But for Kofi and Daniel Bryan and what they did, that moment was arguably just as big and the matchup was so much better to be to be really real about it um and the so story was great too was great it was a great story and then from mania, there that's what we was building towards and yeah. Daniel trying to be that roadblock towards kofi mania and you think that he has his number like it was it was just great it was just a great storytelling man and he was booked pretty strong he beat all right like i get it like dolph ziggler but he beat uh, who else? Samoa Joe. Well, I'm not even gonna wait. Hold on, I, like I, I'm not gonna do that to Dolph to to Dolph really because the the way that okay the it should have been me and the whole like in sync like comparison whatever it's it was comical and annoying at sometimes but like Dolph Ziggler is a great worker and so being that that heel to say yeah it, like really everything that you've done this is what I was wanting this whole time and the matches they had were, were strong you know they had strong really good matches that helped you know build Kofi even more like every champion gets that. You can't tell me that Seth Rollins' run has been any better than than uh, Kofi Kingston's run, really, in terms of that, like the people he's faced, minus like even Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. Like I would say, the Randy Orton matchup that 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 Kofi had is better than the Seth Brock matchups. You know, in terms of yeah. storytelling, it should have been at least two uh, SummerSlam pay per view. They should have main event. They should have main event. should have main event. Exactly. It was two so, attempts. They should have main event because the story was better. I'm sorry, I wanted to see. Kofi and Randy Orton last. Yes. Yes. So that, and then you got, um, what for Seth, it was, um, he went against Baron Corbin, which, okay. Yeah. You know, like that's that got not stale. that got yeah. stale very quick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then Seth and, and uh, Kevin Owens, I felt like that was short-lived. I felt like I wish that would have been built up a little bit longer with Kevin Owens being a part of the new day and then betraying them, but it still yeah. worked for what it was. Yeah. Like, it was a short story, but it, it worked. It was impactful. Yeah. You know, think about yeah. that. Like, he he kind of trusted them. He joined. Uh, he got the New Day to trust him, and they turned on him. And, they, and he's, he's, he stated his true intent. He wanted to be the WWE champion. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think it's a bunch of BS for anybody throwing shade on Kofi Kingston saying he's not a great champion or he just – his title run has been terrible. Like, you know, the, the – the I will say this for Kofi Kingston that we talked about it. We were critical of Kofi and, and his whole matchup with Randy Orton that with the storyline getting as serious as it was and he was still flinging p- p- pancakes, it just felt weird that he wouldn't have just dropped the whole pancakes thing and just been serious right back to Randy Orton. And we were hoping maybe even Randy Orton would beat him and kind of, you know, have him hit completely rock bottom so that he could come back and then, you know, have the final matchup at Hell in a Cell and maybe regain the championship that way. Like, that that's the only thing that we would have said. But, you know, so we've been critical. We've, we've yeah. given, you know. Well, we our- never said his 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 title run was lackluster at all, though. No. I, I've said, I know I've said, you said, we both said, like, his title run has been strong. Yeah, he has a, he's, he has been a strong, he's been a, He's Look been booked champion. very strong. He's very strong. Very strong, and he has a great resume of wrestlers that he beat along the way. Again, I'm going to show some respect to Dolph Ziggler. I'm going to show some respect to Kevin Owens. He just beat Randy Orton. Like, you know, these are – Daniel Bryan is who he won. And, again, that WrestleMania matchup was, you know, 
the match of the night and one of the better matchups in WrestleMania history. I'll just go ahead and say it just because of the atmosphere that it had. Daniel Bryan, who was loved by everybody, becoming this um, just ultimate heel essentially for this matchup. And Kofi Mania was running wild and just the reaction as late as long of a show as that was, as many matches as it happened, as fatigued as that crowd may have been. When it came to that matchup, the crowd was hyped and ready and showed up because of how much they loved Kofi and how much they wanted to see it happen. And it paid off what everybody had wanted to see. So just that alone, if Kofi had lost the next night, I still would have been like, man, Kofi, you know, had this great moment. And I just, it was, it was just amazing. Right. So just, you know, take, so, so just that alone was enough for me to say it's a great, I'm so happy to see what, what Kofi did. And he just looked so great with the belt, but then you add on him beating Kevin, beating Dolph, beating Randy Orton, like, yeah, come on, guys. Like it, it's it, let's let's not be disrespectful and just say like, oh, his title run has been has been shit, basically. Like, no, not not in the in the slightest, in my opinion, in your opinion. So yeah, that's that's champion for over 171 days, man. Yep, yep. It's it's been a good run. Sure, you know, I wish Kofi would have evolved a little bit more in his character. You know, he's changed a little bit because you see him in a higher prestige now you know like that's really the only change it hasn't been like a character change where and i think that was a missed opportunity with randy orton that's what i said you know i'm like you know that was my one run right with the with the story right there i'm like all right man that's i think that was kofi to you know to turn up the intensity to be you know just uh you know lose you know like we said man slinging pancakes coming out man just always joking all the time like sometimes you just gotta get straight to business yep yep couldn't agree more so yeah that, that's my answer to that but let's let's get back to the the breakdown here and just discuss uh what kofi was talking about around brock lesnar and just his matchup all right man yeah so i mean essentially kofi you know was was basically uh you know talking about how he's not scared of brock you know, and just uh, he's looking forward to the to the matchup and using this as another way to prove, you know, that that he is one of the best best, uh, you know, champions. Um, and so it was essentially just kind of a preview uh, the way I took it. Um, you know what? It kind of maybe even was a response to what we're talking about right now, to be honest with you. People kind of saying, hey, you know, like maybe his championship runners is, is lackluster. I don't know. There was a swag to him where when when Michael Cole introduced him. He said, hey, Michael, you got to do it with a little bit more, you know, flair. You know, you got to use your hips when you say it. He said, W, W, world, heavy, champion, baby. Like he like, you know, put a little bit more emphasis on it. I'm like, maybe he kind of saw what was people were saying and wanted to be like, yo, when you say I'm champion, you can't just say I'm champion. Like put, put a little bit more respect on it. Put a little bit more pizzazz right. on it or whatever, you know. So my name. Yeah, you know, so I feel like it was maybe a little bit of answer to that. And then him saying, you know, he's looking forward to the challenge. You know, he's not afraid and he's going to come out. And he's still going to be the WWE champion. So now I personally don't believe that's going to happen. I think Brock is going to win the belt, you know, and I think that's totally fine if he does. You believe that Brock Lesnar is going to lose and that Kofi is actually going to retain. Yeah, uh, I feel indifferent about it. Yeah, so I think overall, I'm I'm very interested in the match. Um, either way, I think it's fine. Like if if Kofi does find a way to win, I'm happy for Kofi. I'm a little shocked that WWE would have Brock lose to Kofi and have lost to Seth. That would be the only reason I'm shocked by it. But I'd be happy for Kofi, and ultimately, I would be cool with if it does happen. Um, but you know, we'll see. Because my prediction right now would be that it's going to be. 
Brock that wins and that they'll have him be like uh, at least for now be the champion up until Hell in a Cell. And then maybe we'll see if something happens where the New Day gets involved or whatever. I don't uh, think he'll, yeah. he'll flip flop the title like that. Not the WWE title on the A show. On the new A show. Yeah, right. that's, true. that's true. I don't think they'll like uh, play hot potato with the WWE title, man. That would just make it look like, you know, they don't really care about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But we'll, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I'm rooting for Kofi, but my prediction would be Brock on that one. And, you know, that's just where I'd be. Well, I'm rooting for Kofi, like, you know, because I feel like right now, man, you know, like you said, man, he does got that swag, man. He got he got that extra juice, you know, and he, he's, you know, he's checking uh Michael Cole. Sometimes I just I don't care for his comment. I, I'd rather have Renee Young in there. She would have been perfect. Yeah. Not not Michael Cole. Why why do he have to be everywhere? It's like it seems like he's just bothering me right now. Just annoying. I see They're giving him everything they used to give Jr. Because yeah. Jr. would do that too. So yeah. You know. Remember in that movie Step Brothers, there was that guy. I forgot his I forgot his name, but he said something real fair. Like you have one of those faces. I just want to punch. I don't know why. It's just. <laughs> That's what Michael Cole reminds me of. Just one of those faces, just like if you just want to punch. You just want to put your punch right in his face, man. Wow, the you know, runs man. deep for Michael Cole. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's just annoyed by it right now, man. All right, but anyways, all right. <laughs> just show a little bit more respect to Kofi, Kofi Kingston. You know, that's all I'm saying. But I did like how he he was he 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 didn't seem phased by it which was cool he was just still excited talking about how he's been a, a very strong champion he got every reason to feel confident going down the list of who he beat Kevin Owens uh Dolph Ziggler Randy Orton Joe Samoa Joe just going down who he, I'm like okay okay cool cool I like that so you know like I'm saying man you know respect Kofi Kingston's title reign and then now I think it all sets up for uh, Brock Lesnar. I think it's going to be a newsworthy uh, episode because it's their 20-year anniversary for SmackDown, so it'll be great, man. So uh, I can't wait to predict about that one. Yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's keep it moving for the for the rest of SmackDown Live. We had Chad Gable versus Mike Kanellis in kind of an impromptu matchup, which Mike Kanellis coming out here and basically trying to make a short joke to Chad Gable and saying yeah. that, he was going to prove to his his uh, pregnant wife that size does matter. I'm like, man, you better shut your mouth. Who, who do you think you are right now? But Corey like, Graves' response was nuts, though, man. He was like, I don't think Mike and shouldn't even be talking at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> he shouldn't. He's got issues. Uh, uh, like, he got issues with, uh, with his wife right now about that, like. I, I just immediately started laughing. I'm like, right, facts. <laughs> so, yeah, and then he just proceeded to just get destroyed. I mean, he he jobbed essentially to Chad Gable and just, you know, was a, was getting thrown around. German suplex, two German suplexes. Um, and what was it? Did he submit him? Did he, did he tap him out with the ankle lock? I think that's how that ended. I thought he pinned him. See, because he did the German suplex. He just kind of picked him up and threw him. And then he did his rolling. Oh yeah, he uh, did. He did. He did. He did. And then I think it was an ankle lock after yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, man. I mean, just short work, short work. I just he made did. short work, and that was it. And then Elias showed up, uh, had a song or <laughs> on on cut on him. I don't remember any of the lyrics of the song. I do remember it was it. just something about being short. That's all I know. That's just everything with Chad Gable right now. It's basically short joke. So you know that's what it was. 
Um, but yeah, setting up Elias, I guess, to be Chad Gable's next nemesis right now, and maybe uh, Chad Gable moving away from King Corbin. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I do like uh, like you think uh, Chad Gable's moving away from King Corbin. Well, again, why did Elias show up and and do anything with Chad Gable? It seems like they're they're setting that it's not up. Not just SmackDown, man. But I'm thinking he's still doing something with King Corbin on, on Monday Night Raw. We'll see. I, I think he, they're not done. I mean, but okay. So with the so you think that they won't do anything with Elias and and Gable then? I don't know. They, they just might drop it, man. Because you 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 pointed out that sometimes they just drop a story. Man, that would be. I, I yeah, I, I and I, and that's true. But it's just like they just introduced this, and they're gonna drop it immediately. Like it literally just happened. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that would, that would, that, especially with the move to Fox and everything, I feel like what, here's what probably could happen that on Monday Night Raw, we get some kind of conclusion where Elias is involved because the draft still isn't happening yet. So we still have the wild card rule in effect. Maybe Elias is the reason why Corbin beats him, fine, you know, beats uh, Chad Gable in their rematch, you know, post King of the Ring. Um, and then that's how Chad Gable can move on to Elias. Maybe they do something like that. So I could see a situation where, yes, he's not done with King Corbin necessarily, but we put a pin in it with uh, Elias getting involved in helping King Corbin win because uh, you have to have King Corbin beat him. You can't have Chad Gable beat King Corbin right now and just to, to derail with the, the push you're trying to give to Corbin. Um, and then, yeah, Elias versus Chad Gable moving forward with uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah, man, I, I think I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I I can't disagree with that right now. Yeah, but you, because you, I think you're, you're, we're both right on the whole, like, you know, King Corbin thing. But I feel like Elias, this, this was clearly an an attempt to give Elias, you know, another, another, you know, matchup because we haven't really seen Elias consistently wrestling for a while too. So I I think they're going to move on to a Elias Chad Gable matchup. I think what you pointed out, I think Ingo either way. That's why I said I can't disagree with that either. Like, yep. you know, like it, it, it literally go either way. So we'll see. Which we'll see. Side to we'll see. Side to finish off with Corbin or move on to Elias. Yep. So uh, the next matchup that we had uh, was uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Charlotte Flair and Carmella. Real quick, too, just uh, we didn't talk about this on Raw, but there was a funny moment where when Carmella ended up winning the 24-7 championship, Renee said, hey, now you can consummate. Now you guys can consummate. And Corey Graves was like, too late for that. Wow. Okay. So this was kind of one of the first times that they actually uh, made mention of them being, you know, together, being something out. So I thought that was pretty funny. And that carried over to, to this matchup a little bit. Uh, Byron Saxton and and uh, Tom Phillips were talking about uh, <laughs> Carmella and trying to figure out, you know, why is she helping, you know, uh, Charlotte? And Corey Graves had made mention of some reasons why, but then they still kept asking, you know, the question, like, why is she? And he's like, well, it's not like there's anyone sitting at this table that has intimate knowledge of the situation. <laughs> I like this. I like this. I like Corey Graves just being like, yo, I'm dating her right now. If anybody yeah. knows what the hell is going on, it's me. So, you know, so I, I, I really enjoyed that. I appreciate that. 
That's cool, man. I was definitely enjoying uh, Corey Graves on that, man. He just kind of alluding to that and, you know, uh, Byron. That's what I'm going to miss Byron Saxon because he plays so well off of Corey Graves, too, because he kind of plays that innocent dude he just really doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. and then even like childlike, yeah. Yeah, just childlike, man. Like, are you really that gullible? (laughs) <laughs> that mentality with Byron, oh, right? Byron Saxon, but he makes it work. So yeah. you, you just believe it like, yeah, it's it's Byron. <laughs> man. I'm going to miss that, but, you know, I, I enjoy that and I, and give it up to Corey Graves, man, just using, you know, real-life scenarios. Yep, to just and, add some more to yes. the whole thing, man. Yes. That's great. Now he's uh, dating a 24-7, you know, 7-Eleven <laughs> European I-94 champion. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, he, he is, and she was in action here in this tag team matchup. Yes. And uh, the matchup was fun, man. I enjoyed it a lot, um, more so than the matchup on Raw, honestly, with, with Sasha and Nikki Cross. Um, the tag team matchup, three-fourths of the four-horse women were in it. And, yeah, Sasha and and Bailey, the Boston Hug connection, just, you know, great chemistry in the ring, always just a nice tandem offense they showed overall. Charlotte looked like the queen through it. Um, ended up, uh, gosh, what was the finish here? Char- uh, Carmella was the one that she that tapped out. It. She tapped out. Yeah, That's what it statement. So they, so she tapped out, and then but as what she was, was weird though. It, what was weird, like Charlotte just watched her. She didn't mm-hmm. even come in and help. That's all. I was like, why is she not coming in? Because she's literally she wasn't being like uh, being bothered with helping out with Bailey or anything like that. Bailey yeah. was just in the corner, but she was just watching Carmella. I'm like, all right, she's gonna get in and help out. That didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That was that was maybe a just a gaff there with them just not figuring out a better way to to tell that that story of how they were doing things. So yeah, that is that is a great point by on your part. And later on, what ended up happening was it, it I think uh, Carmella was quote unquote knocked out or she was unconscious or whatever. And uh, the the women that were chasing after her on Raw, uh, it's because she's twenty four seven champ for the champion. Now you know they're running after her again on SmackDown, and so Truth comes in, grabs Carmella, puts him her on his back, and runs off with her on his back, you know, to save her championship for her. So uh, you know she she can keep it, but that left Charlotte in the ring alone with Bailey and Sasha. So uh, at this point, you know, she's getting surrounded, but in true Charlotte Flair queen fashion, she did not let them get the jump on her. She actually attacked them first yeah. and was actually holding her own pretty well for, for the, the beginning of this fight. Um, but eventually they did get a little bit of the upper hand. Um, I think they did. I think Sasha was was getting ready to, to attack her a little bit more when they had Charlotte on the ground. But then Becky Lynch comes out um, to make the save. Uh, Becky then cleared the ring, took out Bailey and Sasha, knocked and them out. Business took care of business, just just putting it to to Sasha and getting rid of Bailey. And yeah, she stood tall with with uh, Charlotte Flair there, and yeah, just kept helping to continue set up their matchup at Hell in a Cell. So, uh, what what thoughts did you have on this? Uh, I thought this was great. I enjoyed this match. First of all, shout outs to Carmella, man. She still her 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 wrestling still has improved. Like, the way yeah. she was doing those super kicks were money, bro. Like, uh, she's definitely improved in the ring. She has some chemistry uh, with Sasha Banks, which was cool. And uh, the finish was just kind of wonky to me. That's 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 my only gripe. 
you know, I thought it, it could have been, it could have been, you know, much cleaner about that. But other than that, man, I enjoyed the match. Yeah, same yeah. here. I don't disagree with you on that finish. So same here, definitely. Um, all right, let's let's move on to Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ali. So this was a continuation of what uh, the tease last week, where uh, Ali looked like Ali and Shinsuke were going to have a matchup, but that matchup really didn't get going. Uh, they just Shinsuke and Sami Zayn both attacked Ali and uh, stopped that from happening. But now we finally did get a matchup between the two, um, which definitely uh, for me at least it was a fun matchup to see. Uh, Ali looked really good in this matchup. Um, it took the numbers game basically from Sami Zayn to, to cost him the loss. But, yeah, he had some great spots overall, just showed off his athleticism, his high-flying, a couple super kicks, uh, you know, just, just again, just really strong, strong from him. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, just even from his entrance, he, he's doing a new thing now with the cape <laughs> where he has the cape and then he just yes, he's going. the cape off in the beginning, yeah. But, you know, they're making mention of it. Corey Graves was saying, no one wears a cape like Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, so, I, you know, just exactly what we were saying before, where it's like only Shinsuke can pull that off. Yes. Um, they they made mention of that. So, yeah, I just love that. And Sami Zayn in the background, just kind of like, <laughs> you know, going nuts, you know, just praising Shinsuke and just dancing to his music now. You know, I really love that um, during the matchup. Uh, Shinsuke looks great. He looks great. It feels like I feel like Shinsuke is getting a nice little uh, push here. They're building him up. Um, in, in this nice heel fashion. Um, one thing I was thinking about, though, during this match is the way that Sami Zayn is kind of so pushing Shinsuke and, and, and being loud and brash. And I feel like this is going to eventually lead to a Shinsuke Nakamura face turn. I really ah, Okay. So you and yeah, I think you said this before, I too. I did. I said it could lead to, I think this is the roadmap to lead to uh, a Nakamura uh, face turn because I think you want it. I'm like, you, you prefer... Uh, Shinsuke face. face. Yes, I do. I do. And I think I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing that, you know, Sammy as, as over the top as he, as he can be, I see him eventually annoying Shinsuke and Shinsuke just being like, you know, I'm no, no more. Like, or he's Sammy Zane is interpreting and Shinsuke is like, that's, that's not what I said. You know, and he, then he wants to speak for himself now. He doesn't uh, want yeah. Sammy to speak for him because he's not, you know, interpreting what he's saying the right way. He's just making stuff up. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm... There's a lot of ways they can do this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that. But uh-huh. um, in the end, though, Shinsuke Nakamura, he did end up beating Ali. So I'm not sure if this is going to continue on and be, you know, maybe a matchup where Ali can fight for the title. Um, it was by distraction from from uh, Sami Zayn that Ali did yeah. get caught it's up in. It's my win. But yeah, he still look strong from uh, Shinsuke. He still looked good. Yeah, I, I honestly I think both of them look good because again, Ali was distracted. And then he took yeah. the Kinshasa, so you know, in the back of the head. So I'm like, all right, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where again, Shinsuke looked strong because he really didn't do anything underhanded on his side. It was Sammy that was kind of getting involved, and you know, Ali's offense, like he had just had a great showing. So I think both guys uh, came out looking good. I guess I hope that there is a United States uh, championship matchup in in their future uh, where they can just finally just give him that shot and see what happens. But um, who knows? Because with this defeat, they might just say, hey, let's 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 have another uh, guy for Shinsuke. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, I hopefully they move on and see what they do with this uh, Shinsuke and like you said, because now I think now now you see it how I'm seeing it with uh, Sami Zayn. 
Yes, yes, yes. Let's let's see that face turn. I am for it. Uh, Sami Zayn and Shinsuke versus Shinsuke matchup would be great. Um, I'm ready for it, man. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So these next two matchups, I think we should just breeze through before we get into the the main attraction here right, with Kevin Owens and Shinsuke. Man. Yeah. So New Day versus the B team. The New Day ended up beating the B team. Yeah. I kind of shook my head when this matchup started. I'm always excited to see the New Day, but I was like, the B team, really? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, not really much to say. I feel like the best part of this matchup was was Big E doing the splits in the corner, and then I after that, say, what was he doing, man? Like he was gyrating his, his his legs were split, but he was like gyrating, like shaking. Yeah, them. and the crowd, you can see him on the side, man. <laughs> the crowd was loving it. They were just like, "What the hell is he doing?" And people were like you're shooting video and taking pictures. So that that to me was the best part of the matchup because he's just so entertaining. It was even, even commentator pointed out they, they was like, yeah. "What the hell is Big E?" Doing. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> I'm flexible. Look, and he's like gyrating. Anyway, oh, so that was it. I mean, it was uh, the new day ended up being the B team in, yeah. in relatively easy fashion. No real challenge here. So we'll move on from that. Uh, the Kabuki Warriors. I hate saying that name. Uh, but that, I'm not going to even call them that anymore, man. It sounds yeah. Oscar and Kyrie Sane. Oscar and Kyrie Sane. I just hate seeing that name there. But, yeah. you know, they went against Fire and Desire. Um, this one was a solid matchup, but I don't know. It, it wasn't as great of a showing for Fire and Desire as they've had in the in previous weeks. The the For Fire and Desire, I guess the biggest thing was Mandy Rose was showing off her Maxim Australia cover and giving a copy to everybody <laughs> back. And then you had Otis in the back who got a copy. With like, hey, oh, I love Otis. Oh man! So he wanted a selfie with Manny Rose, and yeah. she gave him. She let him have the selfie, but she was kind of like, you know, irritated by him a little bit. Like, oh, like yeah. I guess I'll do this. So <laughs> that happened. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then and then uh, uh, his tag team partner goes up, and he's like, "What do you? Ha- oh, okay, I see what you got over there. You got that Max. Okay, you know." And notice all excited look at the Max. Right. Oh, it was a good moment. It was a oh, moment. man. Yeah, I, I did like that. That was a good backstage segment right there. And I thought – I was actually surprised by this match. Uh, like, it was a it was an okay match. I'm surprised, like, who won. I thought, like, oh, man, when I saw who they was going against, yeah. I was afraid that Asuka and uh, Kyrie Sane were going to lose. I'm like, oh, they're probably going to go down. They're probably going to lose, which is going to suck. But, man, they got the win, which was cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that they won. Um, we'll see if it develops into anything and if they get like a tag team championship opportunity, it might happen. But uh, yeah, it, it was just one of those. It, to me, it was like, okay, it was it was a solid matchup. I, I'm with you. I'm glad they won. Um, but not not a not a great matchup to me. It yeah. just kind of was kind of there. But I did like the the results in terms of who won. So we'll keep it at that. And I guess there was a little bit of a thing between Mandy and, and Sonya, where Sonya kind of looked like, you know, a little bit more upset towards Mandy specifically about the loss, kind of looking ahead her like, you know, almost like, what are you doing? In the next you know, segment, she, she kind of seemed annoyed because she was focused on her magazine, magazine. and then magazine because of her, you know, her uh, maximum, what is it? What is it called? Maxim. It was Maxim Magazine. Maxim Australia. Yeah, 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 because she had the center fold, and she's just excited, and she was just, uh, just focused on this match. Exactly. So we'll see if that develops into anything. I I, I would bet it doesn't, you know, to be honest with you, because that one just, it kind of seemed like, 
they were it was a little nugget there, but not enough because I, I don't see them splitting them up. I mean, if they do, oh, it's no. kind of weird, you know. Yeah. Really, if, if this draft splits that team up, I'll be like, wow, that's a wasted opportunity because yeah. the team has been together for a while and they were never champions, and you split them up like that. That would be a little bit goofy. Yeah. By so, the way, yeah. <clears throat> oh, sorry. By the way, I saw a promo with uh, – I noticed on – it was during SmackDown. It was for about Total Divas. So I, I didn't know that uh, Sonya Deville was going to be on that show now. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. and she she said on there – it was like a little sound clip. She said, you know, she's kind of, she's the first openly gay, you know, WWE superstar. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even know she was going to even be on that show. But that's cool that she even, you know, she's coming out like that too, man. Yeah, and great exposure for her. I mean, we talk about it all the time. She's the most underrated woman on the on the roster right now. Yeah. Just, you know, she's got the ability. You know, she's she's just great overall. So I feel like she deserves more time. And this is another way to get it. You know, if it's not going to be on on uh, SmackDown or on the show in terms of getting more mic time, getting more, you know, uh, championship opportunities and things like that. You know, being on Total Divas is just another way for people to get to know her and maybe build her up a little bit. So I, I'm I'm happy about that, that she, she chose to do it. And we'll see. Hopefully it turns into something big for her. Um, all right. So let's get into it. The main event was Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon settling their lawsuit. So this is yeah. what you predicted, right? Is this yeah. is what we this is what you predict? This is what the outcome is. This is this is sad. This is sad. And this is the way they ended the very last SmackDown on USA was them discussing their lawsuit, them having lawyers in the ring, and yeah, essentially just turning this into a matchup where you know their careers are gonna be on the line. Yeah. I I just <laughs> It just just needs to end. Period. It needs to end. This this was just bad. Uh, I, I I I was shocked actually that it it was. This is how they chose to end the show. Like not on a mat. I mean, technically there was one more thing that happened on the show, so it wasn't completely the end. You know, we have we have a segment where we'll talk about with Becky and, and Sasha that happened, which I'm glad they, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. So thank goodness that that oh, was man, that was right? This, exactly. This here, but this, this should have at least opened the show, though. I would have felt better if this would have opened the show. Yeah, actually, just get it out of the way. Yep, get it out of the way and open up the show with this. That that's a brilliant way to to do it that you just brought up. So I think that would have been a lot smarter because to save this for the end, it, it, it's like you're trying to make me believe that this is something that's actually I'm excited about and I'm not excited about it. And so I'm just getting irritated <laughs> with the fact that you saved it to the end. Like I was just yeah. pissed off. Like I can't I can't believe what I'm watching right now. Yeah. Like you guys are really it, talking about it, and it's predictable. And yeah. when they did the match, I'm like I didn't I didn't I didn't really care. When I heard no nope. match, nope. You know, I hate to be negative about Kevin Owens' match, but that's that's how I'm just. I, I got to be real. That's how I feel, man. You know, because I'm just so tired of the Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon now. Yeah, I'm it, done with this. I'm done. I'm done. And I will. I will give credit to Kevin Owens for trying his best to make this all make sense and the passion that he spoke with. Like I felt like he is had found a way to get himself bought in to how he was going to sell this all making sense. You know, he was like, you know, how uh, something about uh, corporate ladders and stuff like like that. Like he, he threw in a line about ladders yeah. to then link that up and segue into it being a ladder match. 
you know, he talked about how, you know, with the lawyers in there, why don't you have the lawyers draw up all the details, put it in a briefcase, and let's just literally have both of our careers hanging above our heads in the balance. Like the way that he told it and the way he tried to spin it, you know, it all made sense. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like kudos to you for doing that, but it's still dumb. Like, I don't care how you try to sell this to me. It just is a stupid idea and I, I'm just over it and I don't care. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. So yeah, that's really all I got to say about, about that. Do you have any, any, anything to add? No, nah, man, we, we, we pretty much, <laughs> we just pretty much it. needed what we said. Like, like I said, I'm done with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I stated I'm with my you. case, sir. So, well, I mean, to the point where I feel like somebody in the production truck was done because Shane McMahon's mic did not pick up his final lines really uh, well where he said, you know what, Kevin, you've got it. Like it was kind of inaudible. Like you could, you could kind of hear it. Maybe but- my backstage you know, producer check was done. Like, I'm done. Let's <laughs> cut uh, to Becky Lynch's interview in the back. Because yeah. they're, they're, I guess he's a premiere next week. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Literally, like, Shane McMahon is still talking. And he just, like, tried to cut away as quickly as they could to the back. And he was like, you're on. But you just couldn't hear it. Yeah. So it was that was pretty funny. But, yeah, speaking of that, so they did cut to the back. It was a backstage interview with Becky Lynch. She was talking to what well, they were, you know, trying to talk to her about the upcoming match at Hell in a Cell with Sasha Banks and what had just transpired on SmackDown with her, you know, having uh, Charlotte's back against Sasha and Bayley. And Bay- or, uh, Sasha was in the background wa- getting ready to walk up and jump Sasha Banks and so that was a cool moment there. Oh, she she hit that corner kind of nasty, just like, hold on, who's she talking yep. about? Like that type of walk. <laughs> like she was ear hustling because she heard Becky Lynch. Because Becky Lynch was talking loud about Sasha Banks. Like she was like, who is she talking about? Came around that corner and started whooping her ass. <laughs> yes, she did. And it was it was fun to see just a little brawl in the back. Um, both of them throwing each other up against the the the, the what I don't forget, know what the objects were, but just throwing each other around basically. Yeah, get the crate then, boxes or something. Exactly. Um, and at a certain point, Sasha got Becky to this corner where there was a, a cage there, yeah. which was totally like you know. It's funny that that was back there, given they have a Hell in a Cell matchup. So you see, they they kind of you know did that on purpose, obviously. Um, but it was kind of a cool shot, honestly. Like, I like the the shot of, of Sasha pushing Be- Becky's face to the cage and, and Becky just kind of writhing in pain. And then her just giving her the business saying, like, this is my division. I'm the face of this division now. Like, and it's like, my house. Yes. I'm the star. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yep. Just, just, she looked great. Sasha looked oh, great in that moment. Yeah. Becky sold very well. Um, you know, she, they ended the show with Becky on the ground, just kind of trying to, you know, pick herself up, but she was writhing in pain. Mm. And yeah, it was just a great image to end uh, off the show. So it kind of make you forget about the Kevin Owens and Shane debacle, basically, and and have this moment be a stronger moment for the finish. So yeah, I really like this. It definitely was a palate cleanser. I'll tell you that because I was like, uh, I needed to get that image away or out of my head. So luckily we had this backstage brawl, which was great. And I thought the setup was perfect. It was executed well, especially when Becky Lynch just, you know, doing that interview, talking mess about, you know, Sasha Banks. And I thought it was how it was cool how Sasha Banks, it was, you see that visual, 
just out of nowhere in the background, you see, you know, Sasha Banks got this little pep in her step coming around the corner and just like, oh, she's not slowing down. She's she's coming to whoop her whoop her ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you saw it and she's just having this brawl and Becky Lynch, you thought she got the upper hand for a little bit, but no, nah, you know, you got that boss mentality and she's and she's showing her who's the boss. Like, this is my house. This is my division. I'm the star around here. Gotten to hold her against the gate, yanking on her hair too. It was cool and just kind of pulling her hair down towards the ground. And I was like, whew, yeah. And then, like you said, man, Becky Lynch so well. So I thought that was a great way how we ended uh, SmackDown. Yeah, and a great build to Hell in a Cell overall. Yeah. I, I am excited about that matchup. Uh, I'm rooting for Sasha to win that matchup uh, as a great like transition for Becky to maybe move into SmackDown full time again. And for Sasha to truly take over that division on Raw. And it just makes a whole lot of sense for that to happen. Um, so, yeah, I just just a really great way to end the show. Um, and that caps it off the last SmackDown on USA Network. Uh, so next Friday will be the season premiere of SmackDown on Fox. Uh, should be a great show overall. Really looking forward yeah. to that. Uh, real um, quick, they're supposed to be uh, bringing back Pyro, too. So we'll be a lookout really? for that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't really confirm. I'm just hearing rumors in the social network, so I didn't really confirm with other sources, you know, like Ringside News or, you know, Dave Metz or whatever. So I'm just seeing rumors, so I don't know how, you know, if there's any truth to it, but it could be true. And, you know, for SmackDown, you got AEW for your competitor, so we'll see. Yeah, man, that, that that's fun news, definitely. I miss Pyro, so if they bring that back, that'd be pretty cool. You know, it's, I, I, I'm all for it. I am all for it. Um, so, yeah, just final thoughts on SmackDown before we call it here. Uh, you know, I, I thought we kind of lipped towards the end, but I thought it was a great way how we ended the show with uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, you know, just kind of just giving you a lasting image of how their uh, match is going to be for Hell in a Cell. So it was great with that. Yeah, I thought it was a great. I thought it was a. It was a. There was strong moments in the show uh, with great moments here and there. Uh, yes, the Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon thing. Meh, I didn't really like that. But the beginning with Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan, great matchup to start off the show for sure. Uh, Kofi Kingston's Kofi Kingston's segment in the back uh, was was pretty cool. Just him having that swag and kind of like kind of subtly answering the critics who were saying like, "Oh, he's not a great champion." So I like that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just in general, the, the ending was great. You know, having Sasha look strong there, Becky and Sasha building up their Hell in a Cell matchup, really excited for that. So some strong moments for sure. Um, for the last SmackDown, I feel like it could have been a little bit better overall. But, you know, it's 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 the end of, of that side. But we're continuing right along with, with SmackDown on Fox now. It's the so, end of an era, man. We're, we're doing something brand new now. Like SmackDown yeah. is the A show now. Hey, fresh start. Yeah, exactly. With SmackDown as the A show, that is going to be really interesting to see. So we're going to be watching that pretty closely. And and also, too, that'll be the go-home show um, for for leading up into Hell in a Cell. So it'll be really interesting to see how they handle all of that. Um, excited for it. Excited. All right. Well, that will do it for the SmackDown recap. Uh, we will catch you guys in the uh, NXT recap. We're going to be recording that here in a second. But for Devin, I am Hafiz. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.